more. Do you want to find new rhythms in your life that lead to a healthier soul, but you don't know where to start? In today's episode, I want to guide you through a simple seven-day process to begin to renew the health of your soul. All of that on today's Dreamers and Disciples. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Wade Joy, and this podcast is a journey to help you reset your rhythms and renew your dreams as we dream the way a disciple does with open hands of surrender. Today's episode is going to be a fun one that invites you into a week-long challenge that we can all walk through together. But first, I want to share a review we got from a friend of mine named Daniel. Uh, Daniel is a faithful podcast listener who also hosts a podcast of his own called Special Chronicles, uh, where he highlights and celebrates the special needs community. And my wife and I actually got to be on an episode recently talking about our experience raising daughters with special needs like cystic fibrosis and hemiparesis, which is a mild form of cerebral palsy. And I'll link to that episode in the show notes. But here's what Daniel said uh, on his review. He said, I love this podcast. Wade shares how you can listen to God and follow your dreams while following God's purpose for you. I highly recommend you subscribe and listen to the Dreamers and Disciples podcast. Well, I agree with you, Daniel. I highly recommend everyone subscribes to the podcast as well. Uh, So take Daniel's advice. Go ahead and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And uh, I'll also, like I said, link to Daniel's uh, podcast in the show notes because you need to check that out as well. Now, this episode is releasing at the beginning of the year in January of 2023, And the beginning of a new year is the time when everyone is trying to find a new rhythm for life. You know, you're evaluating where you're healthy, and then you're identifying areas that aren't as healthy as they need to be and require some attention. But it's not just about finding a new rhythm. It's about finding a healthier rhythm. And even if you're listening to this episode uh, later on in the year, this still applies because rhythms fluctuate. Uh, Rhythms are built around a priority that we need to make sure that we are uh, giving our focus and attention towards, but rhythms are fluid, and the way you practice that priority may need to look different in different seasons. So you have to constantly evaluate because it's so easy to get out of rhythm. You know, it's easy um, to get to a place where you honestly refuse to change or grow because you're comfortable. You get stuck in ruts of complacency or apathy. And that's why, you know, any kind of new season, like a new year, or you're starting, you're going into the summer, or you're going into anything that gives you a fresh uh, bit of momentum, it helps you to step back and and reassess your rhythms in those seasons. Um, But like I said, you know, it's easy to get out of rhythm, and we all know what that feels like. We don't always know what to change, but we know we need to change because something is out of sync. We feel it. We feel out of rhythm. But even if you don't know how to define it, you sense it. And so as a retired worship pastor and musician, being out of rhythm, even just a little bit for me, is hard to ignore from a musical standpoint. It just, it stands out. And let me give you a way um, just to see if you notice this next time you're in church or at a concert. Uh, For those of you not familiar with music, Um, or leading worship in church, the band, even the drummer, they keep time 
to something called a click track. And so the click track sets the tempo for the song. It's called beats per minute. And the band has in-ear monitors. They're like little earbuds that go in their ear. And that click track is going so that the entire band can be in sync with the tempo. And the click track changes for different songs because each song has a different structure and has a different tempo. Uh, and the rhythm changes for each song. So, so watch the next time you're at a at church or you're at a concert because there's a lot of time in worship songs or a lot of times in, in worship songs specifically where the band drops out and it's about to build to a high energy moment. So the worship leader gets people to clap along just to help get the energy up and the anticipation up. But without fail, almost everyone in the crowd starts to clap too fast and they're not clapping along with the worship leader anymore. And they just start, start clapping faster and faster and faster and they get out of rhythm with the song. They don't have the click track in their ears. And a lot of times they don't have a good sense of musical rhythm either. So the band has to come back in and slow it down for everyone to get everyone back on track. Uh, a lot of times when we would record albums for Elevation Worship, we had to go in and, and take out some of those uh, uh, crowd <laughs> claps in those moments because it would throw the whole song off. Uh, but it's easy for us all to get out of rhythm without something that is with us all the time, keeping track for us, keeping us in tempo, keeping us at the right frequency, uh, at the right speed. And so we need tools to help us like that click track. And so my goal in this podcast is to give you some simple tools just to help you define your rhythms, to name the most important ones that are needed in your life as a follower of Jesus and to see what is working and what may need to change uh, in this season. So that's why I wanted to help you no matter when you're listening to this. And to do that, I want you to join me in a seven days to seven rhythms challenge. This is the seven days to seven rhythms challenge. Now, just to, to let you all know, because this is going to be a key resource for you, I have a free ebook that talks about the seven rhythms to renew the health of your soul. And that's available for free at wadejoy.com. I'll put a link in the show notes. And it's just a great companion guide for this episode and this challenge. But you can do it even without the ebook. I'm going to walk you through all the steps. I'm going to walk you through all the rhythms. But the, the ebook takes it to a deeper level, and it's a great side-by-side -side companion for this episode. Uh, but here's what we're going to walk through in this episode to set up this challenge that you can adopt over the next seven days, no matter when you're listening to this. We're going to look at why your soul needs healthy rhythms. Uh, we're going to talk about what the seven rhythms of a healthy soul actually are. And then we're going to talk about how to pray through these rhythms, specifically one rhythm each day to figure out where you're out of sync, where you're out of rhythm, and how to get back into a healthier one. And, you know, just as we talk about rhythms, it's important to realize that everyone has a rhythm and it flows from what you value and what you think you need the most. So if you think you need to get stronger physically and that's a value to you, you'll adopt a rhythm of exercise. If you think you need to be the first person to watch every new show that comes out on Netflix in order to have something to talk about with your friends then you'll have a robust rhythm of entertainment and content consumption. If you believe that you're worthy of love only if you receive the validation of others, then you'll pursue a rhythm of ordering your life around Instagram because your rhythms reveal your priorities. So if the health of your soul is important, 
then there will be rhythms necessary in your life to cultivate health. So first of all, why do healthy rhythms matter for your soul? And why do we need to renew the health of our soul on a regular basis? Well, let me define renewal. Renewal is the replacing or repair of something that is worn out, run down, or broken. Renewal is the replacing or repair of something that is worn out, run down, or broken. And I wonder how many of you feel that way right now. You know, you feel you're coming out of a season where you're mentally depleted, you're emotionally exhausted, you feel run down and worn out. And so when Paul in Romans 12, 2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, uh, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Uh, he's talking about the practice of renewal. So if you are in Christ, uh, you are a new creation, but it takes a daily practice of renewing your mind to experience the transformation the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. You see, the patterns and values of this world lead to a tired and worn out soul, but transformation is promised when we renew our mind. But renewal, it's not passive, it's active, and it requires new habits and new rhythms in every major area of life. So we talked a second ago about how you know, rhythm, it's, it's a musical concept, and rhythm is defined as a strong, regular, repeated pattern of movement or sound. So a rhythm is meant to be a pattern that moves you, not restricts you. It's fluid and adaptable, but it's not aimless. It has a structure and a frequency. And so if you think about it like a song, uh, the notes uh, are the actions that you're taking. Uh, the tempo is how often you repeat the action. And then the song is the structure you're putting in place to make sure it happens. So if you want a rhythm around a priority of prayer, then the note is, well, I'm going to pray, um, and I'm going to maybe pray the Lord's Prayer. The tempo is going to be how many times I'm going to do that. I'm going to do it every day. Or I might pray three times a day with five-minute sections. And the structure is what you're putting in place to make sure it happens. So maybe you're inviting somebody in it to do it with you. And so that's one way to start looking at this. And also it's helpful to realize this as we get into the rhythms in a second. Because unlike our modern conception that the soul is separate from the body, in the Bible, the soul has a breadth to it that refers to the whole living being of a person. It, it encompasses what we would describe as the heart, the mind, and the body. There's no disconnect between the spiritual you and the physical you. It is all spiritual from a biblical worldview. Therefore, rhythms that renew the health of your soul will need to encompass many different facets of your life that might not seem spiritual at face value, but I believe they're deeply spiritual. So when we orient our lives around a healthy structure built on the teachings of Jesus, then we can experience what he promises in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30, where Jesus says, "'Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest.'" Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, the yoke was uh, the structure placed on the ox to help it do its work in a healthy and sustainable way. And if you don't feel the way Jesus promises you should feel in this passage, the root cause could be the lack of a healthy structure in your la in your life. It could be a lack of the right rhythms. 
And so this process, uh, this challenge is meant to help redirect you to the right priorities and passions for your life. So simply put, your soul will find renewal as you renew your mind through new habits and new structures and new rhythms. Before we we get started, though, keep in mind, embrace structure, but don't force sameness. So rhythms are meant to be flexible and adapted. There's no right rhythm that works for everyone. We're all in different seasons and stages of life. And so a prayer rhythm for a college student will be very different than a prayer rhythm for a single parent with three kids working third shift at their job. What is consistent, though, is the need that every follower of Jesus has to pray. You need to pray. That's not optional as a disciple, but your rhythm of prayer will change. So learn from others, but then ask the question, what rhythm works for me now? Here's another tip. Don't try and pray for one hour a day when you don't pray for five minutes a day now. So work up to that. Train yourself. Start small and let discipline in one area become contagious in other areas. If you try something you aren't ready for, it can cause you to quit before you even get started. So, so plan accordingly and wisely. And in this challenge, we're going to identify one new rhythm in each of the seven categories, uh, the seven rhythms of a healthy soul. Uh, then we're going to prioritize them, and you're just going to start with one per category. And once you get that down, you might want to stack another rhythm on top of that later, but we're just going to start with one rhythm in each of the seven different areas. And there's a lot of things you could do, but let's start with one step. Also, these rhythms do not offer a quick fix to all your problems. Uh, they're not a formula to make everything in your life prosper. Uh, these rhythms are scriptural and time-tested paths followed by Christians throughout centuries. And I believe when practiced faithfully over time, they position our hearts and lives to find deep peace and rest and health in God. So commit to stay the course on the rhythm, but be willing to adjust the notes, which are the practices, and the tempo, uh, which is the frequency along the way. All right, so what are the rhythms? One reminder here, uh, they're all in much more detail in my ebook, Seven Rhythms to Renew the Health of Your Soul at wadejoy.com. It's meant to be a guide you can use repeatedly to evaluate these rhythms in your life. But right now, you, you don't need the ebook. I'm gonna give you all seven and then I'm going to go back and give you a short description of each rhythm. So in order to be the healthiest version of ourselves and live the life that Jesus is calling us to live, I believe we need these seven rhythms in our life. Number one, a rhythm of contemplation on God. Number two, a rhythm of caring for your body and mind. Number three, a rhythm of ceasing to strive and choosing to rest. Four, a rhythm of corporate worship and contribution in church. Five, a rhythm of cheerful generosity in your time and resources. Six, a rhythm of close connection and confession with trusted friends. And then seven, a rhythm of celebration and fun. Um, that's the one that we all like out of the seven. But they're all, they're all needed and they're all amazing once you really commit to them. So the first one, let's dive just a little deeper. Rhythm of contemplation on God. See, we're created to be in a loving relationship with our creator. 
which Jesus calls living a lifestyle of abiding in Him. And so abiding is formed through regular meditation on Christ through Scripture. It has to be rooted in Scripture, dedicated a time of conversation with the Father through prayer, both listening in silence and talking to Him with honesty, and then active communion with the Holy Spirit throughout the day. So rhythms of contemplation position our hearts and minds to be anchored in truth and to pivot to the things of God throughout the day. Now, the second rhythm, rhythm of caring for your body and your mind, So your physical life isn't separate from your spiritual life. We talked about that a second ago. So how you take care of and steward your body and your mind is deeply connected to how you follow Jesus and the transformation God wants to bring about in your life. Paul describes this lifestyle as offering our bodies as a living sacrifice, which is actually our true and proper worship. So how you treat your body, how you treat your mind, how you Uh, approach your sexuality, it all matters to God, and it's meant to be surrendered to Him as an offering of worship. So practicing healthy rhythms of diet, uh, of exercise, of sleep, and what you allow into your mind through entertainment and, and what you read and your social media consumption, all of that has a direct impact on your energy, your peace, your joy, and your overall clarity in life. So it matters. All right, the third rhythm, rhythm of ceasing to strive and choosing to rest. See, stopping to rest and delight in God and others every seven days through the practice of a Sabbath is a way for us to declare that God holds all things together in our world and not our own productivity. A lot of times we think that our life is held together by what we can produce. A a practice and a rhythm of rest through Sabbath says, no, that's actually not true. My life is held together in the hands of God and I work from that place of rest. See, rest becomes not just a necessary time to be refreshed, but it's also a statement about where we place our hope and our trust. Rest says that God is the source of our strength and our accomplishments, not ourselves. And while keeping the Sabbath was a law for the Israelites under the old covenant, for those of us uh, in Christ, it's a blessing that helps root our soul in a soil that produces peace. All right, the fourth rhythm is rhythm of corporate worship and contribution in church. So if you're in Christ, you're part of his body, which we call the church. And that's not only your identity in the fact that you are the church, but it's also meant to be your primary mission and method of contribution in the world. You were created to worship God together with other believers, and your soul can only truly be renewed and find health as you gather together in an atmosphere of faith with other followers of Jesus. And it's necessary, I believe, that we as a generation renew how we think about church. And we stop thinking that church is something that we consume and realize it's something that we contribute to. It's about what we bring more than what we receive. So we bring our worship to church. We bring our gifts to serve. We bring our tithes and offerings to honor God and thank Him for what He's given us. We encourage the rest of the body to serve God through their own gifts. We gather to mobilize to care for our community in the world. So this rhythm helps us commit to bring our whole selves to God and surrender and service to Him and what He's building through His church. Now, the fifth rhythm is a rhythm of cheerful generosity in your time and resources. Throughout the New Testament, we're told that we demonstrate our love for God and reinforce our identity as Christians by how we love others. So Jesus modeled the ultimate generous life, giving all of Himself out of His love for God and His love for us. He gave His life. We're now called to follow His example and be empowered to live lives of generosity through His Spirit so we can love because He first loved us. 
Love is proven by our actions, not just our words. So by opening our lives to be kind and to meet the needs of others through our time, service, and the sharing of our possessions, we demonstrate the generous love of Christ. Number six, rhythm of close connection and confession with trusted friends. See, your soul cannot flourish in isolation. You need deep, meaningful friendships. I talk about this in a previous episode with an interview with Larry Hubaka. I'll link to that. You need to check it out. Uh, But from the beginning of the Bible, we are told that we function best in healthy relationships, not only with God, but also with others. So authentic and trusted friendships aren't just a means for mutual encouragement, but they also provide the opportunity to experience God's grace in a very tangible and real way. James 5.16 says that healing comes when we confess our sins to one another. And that's a rhythm that honestly is often neglected in our culture. And the result is that we stay stuck in prisons of shame of our own making because of the secrets we carry. And one of the best ways to demonstrate humility before the Lord is by humbling ourselves before other people. Then finally, number seven, a rhythm of celebration and fun. So Philippians 4.8, it's one of my favorite scriptures. It says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So I believe that finding your whatever, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, that's the key to establishing a rhythm of celebration. Because joy is cultivated when we celebrate what we have been given when we uh, refuse to focus just on what we lack. And while circumstances can be hard and life can be very painful at times, uh, we talked about that in the episode last week that I'll link to about wrestling with why, we can still train our hearts to find opportunities to be grateful in the present moment. And the greatest way to honor the giver of a gift is to use that gift wholeheartedly. So in the same way, this life God has graciously given us is not meant to be endured, but rather to be lived with joy. All right, I know I just gave you a lot. That's uh, just a brief overview of the seven rhythms. So now we get to the challenge part. How do we actually pray through these? How do we meditate on these? What's the structure of the next seven days? Let me remind you, each of these rhythms is built around a priority. So you need a rhythm of contemplation on God in your life But what that rhythm actually looks like can be different in different seasons of your life and also look different for different people. So that's why this challenge is meant to guide you to find your rhythm uh, in this season of your life right now. So here's how it's going to work. Every day, I want you to focus on one of these rhythms. Now, you can go in the order I just read them. You can pick a different order. Um, But each day, pick one, and then I want you to pray through it and journal the answers to these three questions. And I want you to to really ask God, God, reveal to me through your spirit where I'm at with these three questions. And then journal what you sense he's saying to you. What is my current rhythm in this area? That's question number one. Is it the right rhythm for right now? That's the second question. And then finally, how does this rhythm need to change? So here's the three questions again. I want you to go through these, pray through them, journal them every day, picking one rhythm per day. You know, what is my current rhythm in this area? Is it the right rhythm for right now? And how does this rhythm need to change? So that means day one, if you're going in order that I just read, you're praying through and evaluating your rhythms of contemplation on God. And so you're asking yourselves, uh, yourself, you know, those three questions about that particular rhythm. 
Day two, you're praying through and evaluating your rhythms of caring for your body and mind. Day three, it's ceasing to strive and choosing to rest. Day four, it's corporate worship and contribution in church. Day five, cheerful generosity in your time and resources. Day six, close connection and confession with trusted friends. And then day seven, it's celebration and fun. And remember, there's a lot of things you can do in each of those areas, but you're trying to pick what is the one either current rhythm I have that I want to maybe stretch myself a little bit in, or what's a rhythm that I'm lacking that I need to adopt, and just pick one step. And just, I've said it a bunch, but I really think it'll help you. I have a guide on my website, the the ebook that walks you through each of these in more detail and actually gives you a few more questions like who do you want to invite into this process? Because a rhythm is more likely to be adopted if you're doing it with somebody else. And it gives you like pages for a workbook to write the answers down to these questions. It gives you examples of some of the things I do in each of these rhythms and simple steps you can take. And it also gives you uh, options of stretching steps you can take. So there's like a, here's a small step option and here's a big step option if you really want to challenge yourself. So if you want to go deeper, get the ebook, but you don't need it for the challenge. And once you've gone through the process, all seven days, you have one rhythm for each area. I want you to make a commitment to do this rhythm for one month um, because it's easy you know, to, to start something and you don't feel the effect right away. And it takes a while for something to become ingrained in your heart and in your mind and to actually start to see some fruit from it. So you need time to get into a flow with a new rhythm. Uh, and since circumstances are constantly changing, in a month you may need to readjust, but don't change it too quickly. Give it some time to do its work. But then don't feel trapped by something that doesn't work for you. These practices are ultimately meant to bring you joy and power in your life as a Christian. They're not meant to bring you condemnation or frustration. So I want to invite you in to this challenge with me. I'm going to be doing it. I want to hear what God does in your life as you join me. And let me know how it's going on Instagram. Tag me at Wade Joy, and then use the hashtag, hashtag seven rhythms challenge. And rhythm is one of those words that every time I type it out or write it out, I always feel like I'm spelling it wrong. Um, but it's R-H-Y-T-H-M. And that's rhythm. So seven rhythms challenge. And uh, that's the seven days to seven rhythms challenge. It's pretty simple. One rhythm per day. Pray through it. Answer those three questions. And then commit to trying one rhythm in each of those areas for one month. Uh, so let me know if you're doing it with me and then share this episode with a friend and invite them into the challenge with us. That might be one of the best ways to help make sure you adopt uh, some new healthy rhythms in your life this year. And I promise you, God is a rewarder of those who seek him. And that reward in your life as you create space around priorities that matter to your soul and that matter to Jesus, that reward may look like more peace. It may look like more contentment. It may look like um, getting uncomfortable as God calls you to serve other people and to forgive other people. Um, but the reward is ultimately a greater intimacy with Jesus in the process. So I can't wait to see what God does in your life in the next season as you commit to walk in healthy rhythms around His priorities. And I can't wait to see you back here next week also for the next episode of Dreamers and Disciples. Mm-hmm.